Hello and welcome to the Render Zone. We're on regular schedule. We are much we like an elderly person taking fiber <laughs> supplements or prunes. Yeah, we are. We, 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 we're not releasing every month, is the point. We're three days late in the last three, but other than that, we're we starting a, with shit yeah. jokes. <laughs> yeah, no. Because this is a, you know, amazing series episode, so we'll, I, I want to keep it a little bit lofty. So, yeah. we're setting the bar at poop. Got it. Yes. Um, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Dylan. I run this game. <laughs> uh, who just laughed? What's your name? Uh, I'm Kayla, and uh, I guess you'd call me the ref? Yeah, she's she's gonna go through, like, 50 minutes of audio and turn it into 30, so you're yeah. welcome, guys. You know, she's she's... <laughs> She's doing a lot here. And uh, who's left? My name's Max, and I'm in the penalty box so much that they gave me my own, like, mini-fridge there. It's yeah. great. It's, it's full of Fanta. Okay, so we're doing Mindful Education. This episode is near and dear to my heart. But So first of all, this one's got some interesting stuff for um, the credits. So this is Colin Howard and Jeff Liu. And uh, Takafumi Hori um, is officially listed as border on the episode. Uh, anyway, he's, he's from some famous Japanese well, animation he's worked studio, for Trigger, right? Trigger, which is like a spinoff of Gainax. They did Kill a Kill and a bunch of other stuff. I don't know the uh. other stuff. But yeah, so this one's got like a, a whole non This is the first non universe um, The first outsource. Yeah, and I, I don't know what he did. I don't know if he animated certain scenes himself or if he boarded or what, but it does have a mildly different feel. Takafumi Hori, good job. But uh, let's get to it. Um, starting off, Bald Steven. Yeah, Sans from Undertale made an appearance. Yes. Okay, also, um, oh, okay, is the worst reaction a woman that you're into can have to your joke. Worse than <laughs> that wasn't funny. Oh, okay. Just, just, <laughs> and sniper shot in between the eyes, just, oof. And this is actually, by the way, I, I haven't taken notes in about 60 episodes. That was being mad at me by the fucking mediocrity of the rest of these members. But I did it for the first time in a long time. But uh, I think outwardly on, like, First Impressions episode is about the two of them accepting each other and, mm-hmm. you know, the relationships. But also I think it's more Stevani accepting Stevani. And through that, it's each of them accepting themselves. So I think in reality it's about Steven... Connie and Stevani is not yeah. about, you know, the two of them together, which isn't an immediate reaction. But the more I've watched this one and I've watched it a lot, the more it really seems to be about all of them individually. Yeah, I remember uh, my first reaction to this episode. And this, I think, just kind of encapsulates just like what my fucking demons are and like what just the shittiest side of me Do is. Do go on, I'm rooted. Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated what you think I don't, of okay, for starters, I don't dislike, I don't dislike the episode, yeah. like, but like the second, not even the whole episode, just the second the musical number was over, I knew immediately that everybody else in the world was going to like this episode more than I do, <laughs> and that made me a little. Well, angry see, I, at I would it. say one one thing that's very clear with the Crewniverse is all of them have been through therapy, and like a lot of the fan base definitely are in therapy. For me, it was just like for me, it was just this cocktail of like they're doing mental health stuff. Savani is there, Garnet is singing, and they got a fucking weeb bait guest Japanese animator. Mix that all together. So it's like, yeah, no, I, so I don't have an actual problem with the episode. It's just like every time someone goes, oh, this episode is amazing. Like, there's just that fucking part of me that, like, can't wait to be an old man already. That's like, yeah, fucking course you did. People having that reaction was just really predictable to me. And that bores me for some reason. And I don't know why. Oh, 
Well, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but let's get this guy on track. Uh, Garnet's special lesson. Wish we could see more fusion training. Garnet's sign. Adorable in itself. And yes. Garnet's excitement. She's at the same style. The I, first I, I love the sign. I love what she puts yeah. in. I love what she points out. It's a fusion yeah. sign. Gar- Garnet's like... handwriting is so adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her, her handwriting is square, just like and her it, hair. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. I was just thinking just as a character of being like perfect. <laughs> and it just—it just as as a designer, like her handwriting is just adorable to me. We need yeah. we need garnet handwriting font. Yes, I I mean I could probably since make it. since garnet has started to get fleshed out. Whenever garnet is just kind of like tongue in cheek, being really hilarious. Oh yeah, is just so amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. When she is uh, excited, when garnet's happy, and then Godfrey when garnet's sad, it is like super impactful. Yes, yes. She's got a lot of weight behind her. Come at me, children. Best hollow pearl line yet. And also, <laughs> what language are hot? Like, I just wonder when Pearl is working on how Because she had, like, a hollow pearl version 2.0000001. Like, she version numbers shit like a programmer. Like, I'm just so curious. And it's never going to be established. So we don't need to, like, debate, like, what's the. How does it work? But, like, just how does she program a hollow pearl? Like, that's so interesting to me. Like, because huh. like, she can't have. I guess script language, but she must have something equivalent to it. What I imagine it is, I have like this kind of thought exercise I like to do, where you know how genies are fucking assholes. Yes, always. So they like always a lot are. of the time, I just kind of like run through my head if I found a magic lamp. Like before I made a wish to a genie, I would like not like quite like a contract, but I just like write down all the details and all the specifics. Oh, yeah, and here's very clearly what I mean by this. I and I imagine thought, Pearl yeah. just does that too. And she just like focuses on that and then she manifests huh. the hollow pearl. Oh, yeah, that that might be close to what she does because like we see that hollow pearls are like kind of able to exist without her, like coherently. Yeah. yeah. Well, well I I would say let's say if we say well, if there's a series of if this then this, if this like they can't then receive not. new like input command data without Pearl active, I think, but they can follow the programming they've already been on. Well, that's, that's definitely just the basis of programming, but it's just interesting to me. I, like, I just, I mean, they're never going to show it as a matter, but it's just interesting to me, like imagining her making a hollow pearl. Yeah, I've never thought about. We're never going to get a full satisfactory answer. Yeah, and like she had to like program in fusion for a hollow pearl. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's it's super interesting. Also, um, it's odd that they gave pearl like because I mean what that means to me is like when you're back on homeworld and you're like you know. And, super important gem your your pearl might make programs for you to like make you toast or whatever the fuck like that's like a pretty cool power like the ability to program you know what i mean because she's an old ass pearl this isn't like yeah. a new development yeah. like well, that's, that's perhaps, pretty interesting perhaps that was the first instance in resource conservation was programming pearls to be able to make their own helping hands basically because if everybody wanted a pearl well then pearls like the resources would become fewer and fewer for new pearls so if like you know yellow diamond needed like 50 things done in the next 10 minutes then you know rather than have 50 pearls she could have one pearl that could make a bunch of hollow pearls and yeah, get it all done and also, in a timely manner. Yeah, and also, if the only important people have them, the important people are the ones that are sure that are making the calls, and they also need more allocated to them. Yes. So yeah, per- Pearl Design, very solid. 10 out of 10 on that horrible dictatorship. <laughs> Did a great job on designing those people. Well, okay, this episode, um, 
Uh, I'll, I'll just say this that I'm going to get to later. But, but Connie's problem versus Steven's problem. Yes. No pain can be compared. Um, it's super clear there's a huge gap, but because it's all about mental health. So comparing Connie and Steven, this whole episode kind of shows never kind of like, you know, measure dicks about the pain you're in. It's the same <laughs> basic tools to fix them. Dick measuring contests are bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, okay. I remember before Kiso Motel, I said I wanted to see Garnet fight. And then Kiso Motel happened, and I was delighted by it. Um, but I, because a real relation, a real relationship, you fight like like Garnet recognizing that like past fusion problems happen. I just like when Garnet's flushed out as a character, not just I'm love, but like love is fucking work. <laughs> yeah, being in a relationship is not just high fiving someone and like fucking every once in a while. <laughs> like being in a relationship <laughs> is like being with another person and your feelings and their feelings mattering. Like. So yeah, just I don't know the rec- rec- the recognition of there being problems in Garnet's past as as a fusion and as a relationship. I just always love and I want more Rocky Garnet, which I now realize is a pun, <laughs> but it's it's an unintentional one despite its greatness. So I just wanted to say that I, I was really a big fan of that. And I guess that brings us to the song. All right, so I, I have I have some thoughts on this entire sequence of the song and everything, but I want to give y'all the floor first. I I really like this sequence a lot. I do have my questions. Mainly, where the fucking butterflies go? <laughs> Why well, I I haven't I haven't thought about that even. Um, so. <laughs> so how do we think Garnet and Stevani are seeing this? Um, oh yeah, because yeah, like so I think there, there's a fusion world that you can yeah, communicate like through. Apparently, it's very clearly not actually happening. Garnet um, mentioned that fusions hallucinate um, if they're yeah. if they're not completely in sync so i think did she explicitly mention that yes oh yeah yeah, yeah. um and uh i think perhaps and i don't necessarily know how she's doing this but i think perhaps she's kind of harnessing stevani's hallucination mindset i'm willing to say that it's by the same property through which she can transfer her future vision garnet has the ability to connect with people and in the case of like the meditative stance they're in Stevani is like open and willing to receive it, so Garnet doesn't have to like make physical contact. Well, well I'll say I'll say this th- that like combine that with Steven's kind of like psychic receiver. I think that's it. Combine that with Garnet and transfer powers. And combine that with like the idea of an internal mindscape. And considering Steven can do it with a person, you know, around the globe, a person that he's half of, he probably can handle. Anyways, okay, so I the whole mental health thing. I just want to get this out there. So there, my my therapist actually deals with EMDR, and I previously what had is EMDR? Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. So so okay, so EMDR parallels this bizarrely well. So does CBT, but I'll start with EMDR because that's closer to my heart, and I do that a lot. Actually, basically you hold on to two vibrating eggs, sort of, or flashing lights go on the left and right side of your eyes, or beeps in your ears. I think the vibrating eyes work the best, but it just bilateral stimulation is basically caused for that. And EMDR is basically, it's like, it's use, quote-unquote, is for PTSD, but you actually can use it for a lot of things. You can use it to deal with just, like, anxious thoughts about the future. Um, no one knows, like, if the key is that it's the left and the right, some people think it's that uh, t- thinking about two things at once helps. Some people think, and there's proof of um, inducing a state similar to REM sleep. But no matter what the thing is, 
it helps memory light up and it makes it less immediately traumatic. So basically, you pick a memory as traumatic. Let's say, uh, well, you can. Why don't you use, um, you know, like Connie as a yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. So, cause so Connie hurt somebody unintentionally. She feels horrible about it. Like it wasn't her fault, but she can't feel like it. It wasn't. It, it, it's a it's a classic trauma. So. You would then, you know, use the Theratappers. Your therapist would, you know, kind of calmly put you in a, not a hypnosis type thing, but kind of like, okay, like, you're uh, empty your mind, blah, 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 clouds, etc. And then remember it, like, think about what was around you, think about what it smelled like, think about all the things. And then you're, you're there, and you're just in that world, and if they were to leave you right there, you would just be having a panic attack afterwards, it'd be horrible. But instead, um, basically, you have a resource, and that could be, um, some people, I remember when she introduced it to me, use Optimus Prime, or Dumbledore, or their parents, or anything. Just one figure that could get you through this. And for her, actually, a perfect figure would be Steven. Like, mm -hmm. somebody who could tell her uh, how, considering what happened, how was this, like, an okay thing? Like, I've got plenty. For me, when I had uh, stresses about um, interviewing for a job, and I was really, really paranoid. Jeff Winger from Community guided me through that <laughs> shit. It was like, you got this. It was whatever. Wear a suit. You're great. Ah. Like, I, I, I can I mean, totally buy that. Yeah, I, you know, I know you. Job, and I killed that interview. <laughs> and like, Connie having muscle memory repulse, it does not make her a bad person. Steven having to, you know, merp sort of bismuth needed to happen. The Rubies, I mean, I wouldn't say there's no other choice. You watch it, I mean, they could have fought them. But whatever, let's say there's no other choice. Jasper, I mean, it was out of his control. All those cognitively are, you know, not his fault, but emotionally, that doesn't matter. And same, same thing with Connie. So you have this person with your thought or whatever thing works for you, and, and they help you deal with it and when you come out of it basically uh, you have processed memory to where it's basically just a memory and that that's it it's it's fine it happened and it's okay if you think about it and you won't fucking panic so okay i would say that that means that there are two sides of a person stevani like left right um that are simultaneously stimulated by a lot of fusion and a traumatic memories brought up and then the other person in the situation accepts it for who they are and says it's okay to think about it it will happen and moving forward, they said it would happen and they're better for it. So it's actually a perfect visual metaphor for what EMDR is. If you want to understand what it is, it's eerily that exact thing. It's called mindful education, and it's all about accepting your shit and how to objectively look at it and how to deal with it. One of them involves resources for EMDR, blah, 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 two sides of your brain, or blah, mind. It's blatantly <laughs> about this shit, and the universe, all of them are in therapy, very clearly. And I know it's a Buddhism thing, too. But fucking but mostly yeah, therapy. yeah. And if you you know are fucked up, hey, see a therapist and maybe inquisitive about that because those things both are very effective. Good job. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the butterfly thing I really like because it's an animal that functions with like two halves of it working simultaneously. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I As, like think a about little. That. I don't know anything about what you're saying about butterflies right now. <laughs> what? Well, there's a two wings. Like, like the, the butterfly you know. cannot fly unless it has, like, yeah. both wings are in sync, basically. Is that, and it's nothing so, besides two things. 
That's really a stretch, though. No, I, well, I, I can't think that it was. I mean, okay, well, I mean you, it wasn't you, you an accident. It could have light or something. Like, I, I feel like even if it was a happy accident, like someone had to be like, "Oh, hey," you know what I mean? In the process, it, I mean, I, used I, I guess balls or something. Yeah, like they, I mean, they could, they could like, have used anything for a symbol for the representation for the for the thoughts. You know, they could have chosen anything, and I'm certain that settling on a butterfly was not an accident. You know, so we can debate about why exactly that might be, but you know, the bottom line is that. You know, that's that's what it is. I think it's well, my theory about this is just that it's like butterflies are non-threatening and like you don't want to be caught in like the swarm of the middle of them or anything. But like if you are and you just like take a moment and you gain perspective, it's not really a problem. Yeah. And that one butterfly isn't worth freaking out about when the other half of you or the other part of the relationship is suffering from a million of them. Out of the four potential people who worked on this episode specifically, depending on the source, did a really fucking good job. Yeah. That, that's like one of my favorite moments. And of like the, episode. the episode has the word "mindful" in the title, and nothing, yeah. nothing in this episode was an accident. You know, yeah, like it, it was all very, very well thought out and very, very purposeful. Yeah, it was mindful. It was, Precisely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Great episode. It ends with "I'm here," which is like the basal mindless mindfulness, and just I don't know. Ten out of ten. They handle their subject matter beautifully. Visually, it's beautiful. Singing is beautiful. Writing is beautiful. Japanese guy came in and did a good job. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Whatever you want to like about it, it, it did a good job. Um, but yeah, okay. This has gone for a while. Kayla's going to have to cut out something which will hurt one of our feelings. Mm-hmm. We'll see who. Yours. <laughs> um, no, uh, I, I endeavor thoughts. to hurt everybody's feelings whenever I edit an episode. I guess we're going to the final thoughts now. Yeah, yes. final thoughts. Um, I know. Th- this, again, is like just what kind of a person I am, but this time it's not like, how shitty a person am I? Just like, how I process the world. Like, I just really don't like how any kind of aggression or self-defense is kind of, I don't know, just like play is evil sometimes. And like, Steven, I think, you know, most of the time, what he's done, like, he was right to, and I get, you know, obviously Steven processes emotions very differently than me and that's probably a good thing mm-hmm. but yeah. like it's partially he's i just really like a fucking moral that's just like sometimes you know like you have to shut someone down and that's not a bad thing yeah well i think it's also he's 14 and the whole show's about him growing so this is like the he grew episode this was steven not necessarily saying it's justified but accepting that it's okay to reconcile those feelings in some way i just think yeah i think that's the big thing because we needed it's to have like, had that moment because it'd be I, weird if steven would just like yep those motherfuckers deserved it <laughs> like that would be that would well, be way out of character no, that, that, so is, that to... is it's true that that would be weird i think that's like the real issue i have is just like so many people start in this place of feeling bad about themselves because of something and i think it's really good that this like teaches them you know it's okay to feel bad about yourself but i guess i'm just questioning like i think it's less should you be feeling bad about yourself in the first place i don't think it's feeling bad about yourself i think it's yeah no yeah i I agree i think what it's all about is is, it's okay to feel bad and not block everything out is the message well not feel bad about yourself i think steven steven was talking about it um that there that these are issues that we're, we keep going back to the fact that he's 14 these are issues that a 14 year old should not have to deal with you know yeah. so i think no one kills three people yeah. no, really, like, in their mind yeah, yeah so um so i th- so steven was talking to connie about like yeah like we all do bad things 
this is how I deal with doing bad things and how I, I deal. I wacky sandwiches and don't think about yeah, it. And how I deal with things is is uh, that I just like ignore them and I don't think about them. And I think that's because he just doesn't know how because he just hasn't emotionally matured to that point to know how to deal with these really morally difficult issues that he's been forced into. Uh, right, final thought. Um, I love this episode. Everyone did a great job. A plus. That's about it. I really enjoyed it, and I said everything I have to say about it. So, Kayla, that I stuff. actually did not like this episode when I first saw it, and I was I was holding on to that this whole this whole time, being like, should I bring it up? Should I not? Um, yes. yeah, I was indifferent to it the first time I saw it. I was like, all right, I didn't really yeah. think it um, all for me. And it took me a couple of rewatches. And then I, I really grew to love this episode, and I think that's kind of similar to, like, the content of it, Yeah. you know, where it's just kind of like, you, you do, you need to kind of, like, sit and think on it um, in order to really get everything out of it that you were going to get out of it. I think the thing about this episode is just how much you like it is directly proportional to how much you get out of it. Yeah, yeah. although I would say the inverse of that is um, um, uh, Beach City Drift. Which I I related to a lot of elements of that episode actually, but I didn't like the episode that much because I didn't like the way that it was treated as an episode. So yeah, I would say there's there's always an exception to the rule, but this one definitely is heavy on the you you need to if you're a super normal healthy average human being that this this episode and this episode mean a lot is is like really nice to look at I guess you know yeah. like <laughs> yeah so so the first time that I watched it um. I I didn't uh, fully understand it, I guess. It was only after, like, the third or fourth rewatch that I, like, had picked up on all of the really nice details um, and, like, truly got to thinking about, uh, like, the, the symbolism and how well thought out this whole episode is like like just down down to the letter you know so i'm sure that i'm sure that was intentional um and if it wasn't you're welcome crewniverse i i need yeah. that on a shirt i think yeah. <laughs> just walk to a con and slap one of them in the face yeah you're welcome <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be great um all right i'm not gonna leave any more time for kayla to have to sit through i just want to cap this off because i think i should say like something positive about the episode yeah aj machalka's just singing voice like is fucking incredible oh, yeah she's super especially super especially her delivery just like here also i fucking love that savani has the yoshi south flutter kit. we it's didn't great. even talk about the speed feet i know i want we don't I, have time I, wrote, I wrote a note for it but i was like ah, i said so much the already the submarine is flooded we're done i know we failed the play podcast. the siren i'm sorry done. oh we I failed our fan base stop the recording play the siren we're done hello hello hello